Hello, church family and friends. Praise God. What a delight it is to be with you once again today to our Abundant Life Family Church online service. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don. Hello. And we are so excited to get into the Word of God once again today. A couple of things here before we get into the Word is we're going to be receiving communion again towards the end of the service. So if you want to get the bread and the cup ready, now's a great time to do that. And get your Bible too, because we're going to be looking at the holy written word of God. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray as we approach the word of God. Father, we do thank you for all of your blessings. We thank you for this time together once again. And Lord, we thank you for the great teacher, the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher. He's our comforter. He's our guide. And we thank him for moving fresh upon us today to enlighten any darkness we have in our life concerning the precious truths, Lord, that help us in releasing our authority in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you once again for every need met, and we give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, the last couple of sessions together, if you've been with us, we've been looking at hindrances to our authority working, hindrances to our authority working. And we'll just start here for just a moment and pass in review a couple of the things that we've already covered in detail in the last two sessions. Hindrances to authority. We've been teaching, of course, on authority, and we want to see people's authority be able to work, and of course God does. Mm -hmm. And there are some hindrances, and if something is not working right in our life as a Christian, we need to go to the Word of God to see what it might reveal and to get our answers. And that's exactly what we're doing, because in Matthew 28 and Mark 16, the Lord gave us what's called the Great Commission. He told us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He told us to use the mighty name of Jesus to teach all nations, Mm -hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. And so that's our Great Commission to go into all of our individual worlds, to pray effectively in the name of Jesus. And in these last several weeks, We've looked at a myriad of places in the Word of God concerning using our authority and how it's released. So we're looking here and we're going to end up here today on hindrances and just covering the high spots because there's several other things we could we could look at. But we're looking at three main hindrances to our authority working. The first one we covered a couple weeks ago had to do with not knowing what belongs to us or not using what we do know belongs to us. And that's important. John chapter 8 and verse 32 tells us, if you continue in my word, this is the Lord Jesus speaking, then are you my disciples and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. And we looked at that in great detail about how that we have to first of all know the truth to be able to use the truth. But if we do know the truth and still don't use what we know and put it into practice, it's still not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And again, God wants this to work for us. He does not want you praying or using the name of Jesus and doing it in vain That's right. and not seeing it work. Mm-hmm. So we covered that in great detail, not knowing or using uh, what has been given to us. The scripture tells us in Matthew 16 and then again in Matthew 18, that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So the authority that we release, heaven's backing us 
when we first of all know what the word of God has to say and we know our position in Christ, <clears throat> excuse me, and the authority that he's given to us mm-hmm. to use. <clears throat> so we covered that in great detail. Now last week, we looked at the second hindrance that we can see to using our authority effectively, and that is not having a life that's really submitted to God. It's a life that's lived by many Christians today, unfortunately, that they want what God has to offer, but they don't really want his heart in their lives. And this is really an important part and integral in our daily Christian life that we don't want just the good things that we think are good for our life, but we also take seriously what God has told us to do in walking in the light of his word, walking in his statutes, walking in his commandments, as the Bible says. And we've been looking at this, and we looked at this quite a bit last week, that when we're not submitted to God in obeying God from our heart, then we're not going to see the authority work to the fullest extent that God wants us to have work. We also looked at uh, James chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 last week. And just to touch on that just for a moment, it says there in James chapter 4, he gives more grace and God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. He gives grace to the humble. And it goes on in verse 7 to say, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Mm -hmm. So we first of all submit ourselves to God, then we resist the devil, And then, thirdly, the devil flees from us. But the devil's not going to flee, even though we are saying the right words, if we really aren't submitted to God. And this is really a hard issue. It's not about, you know, living our lives the way we want to, because when we come to the Lord and sell out to the Lord, then we're to be submitted to Him and do what He wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And if we sin... And we, you know, heart needs to get adjusted before the Lord. All we say is, Lord, forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. I repent. And according to 1 John 1 9, he forgives us. Amen. Amen. And that's good news. That's, that's right. good news. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. And living that submitted life puts us in a position to hear God more clearly, correctly, and use that authority. That's right. And it doesn't hinder our authority from working. All right. But number three, we want to get right into today. And there's other things we said. You can go back and, and, and catch up on that last week if you weren't with us. But number three is, is a big, big, big one when it comes to the life of faith and walking by faith, which most of you obviously walk, watching the broadcast, uh, you're faith people and you know a little bit about faith, at least maybe a whole lot. But one of the greatest hindrances that we can see in the word of God is in the area of unforgiveness. The area of unforgiveness. Honey, do you want to read that? Sure. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Mark 11. And to many of you, this is going to be a very familiar passage of Scripture. But we want to read this here today. Mark 11. And go ahead and read starting in verse 22 down through verse 26. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. 
he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye have received them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive. Yes. And when ye stand, that means when you and I stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not mm-hmm. forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Yeah, what a powerful verse of Scripture passage there. Of course, Jesus Amen. had just spoke and cursed the fig tree. If you're not familiar with this particular passage, if you back up to uh, a little bit earlier on in that chapter, he had cursed the fig tree and said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it. And on the morrow, or in other words, on the next day, pizza, Peter, not pizza, Peter said that uh, he looks, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursedest is withered away. And so at, overnight, the disciples saw there what faith would do to that fig tree. It killed that fig tree overnight. Yes. And Jesus went on to use that as an object lesson to teach how faith works. And he said, have faith in God. It's not faith in our faith. It's faith in God, mind you. And that's where we read in verses 23 and 24 about speaking to the mountain or when we pray. It'll work. Faith will work by saying it, speaking, releasing our authority. But it also happens when we pray in the name of Jesus, according to the scriptures, and believe that we receive as it says there in Mark eleven twenty four, mm-hmm. But in that whole context, Jesus, of course, wants us to have answers and our words to come to pass. That's right. He wants our prayers to come to pass. He would have never told us in verses 23 and 24 how to say and speak to something, which he talks about a mountain here. Mm-hmm. And he's not talking about a, a literal physical mountain. He's talking in an object form about an obstacle, a big obstacle, mind you, that would stand between us and the promises and blessings of God. That's right. And he uses that mountain as something way bigger than even that fig tree that he cursed overnight. Mm -hmm. And he said, you can do this. So right what we find out here in this particular passage is, as he goes on there in verse 24, and talks about what things serve you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them <clears throat> and you shall have them. He tells us the key there to receiving what you desire. And of course, our desires would need to be lined up with the written word of God, not some outlandish desires that the scriptures don't promise us. Mm-hmm. So we find scriptures, first of all, to find as a foundation before we pray as to what we can pray for and actually be in faith about to believe God to receive. Mm -hmm. But in this whole passage here, as we just read there in verses 25 and 26, he said, and when you stand praying, forgive. When you stand praying, forgive. Mm -hmm. If you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And then in verse 26, He went on to say, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. That's right. So right here, he gives us the answer, warns us of the greatest danger to not receiving answers to our prayer or 
not having our words work for us as they should. Mm -hmm. Now, the Bible tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. It tells us that in the book of Proverbs. So our words need to be aligned and in agreement with what God has already said. Now, we need to know, of course, first of all, what God has said so we can say the same thing. And then we release God's authority through what we say out of a heart that's filled with faith in God. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, as I said a moment ago, he's careful to warn us uh, where the greatest danger is for our faith not working or not getting the answer to prayer like we know we should be receiving. Because it's not on God's side. It's not on the sending in. It's on the receiving in. And that's why our heart is so important in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Having our heart adjusted as we just... We're sharing about the second hindrance there about a life unsubmitted. Well, that starts with an attitude of, a, of the heart, That's right. not wanting to obey God. See, it's our nature once we've been born again to want to obey God and to please God because we love God. Amen? Amen. And right here in Mark 11, as we're looking here about this area of unforgiveness, that stifles our faith from working. Because he said there, <clears throat> when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against any, mm-hmm. that means if you have something against someone, small, medium-sized, or great big, it doesn't make any difference, anything in between, that we need to forgive <clears throat> and have a heart that forgives. That's right. Now, let me say this before we go further into verse 26. We can't do what anybody we can't do anything about whatever anybody else does to us, but we can guard our heart. Because out of it flow the issues of life. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything about the words people speak against you, the cutting things, the negative things, the hurtful things that you might have had happen to you in your life. But what you can do is you can, by the Spirit of the living God and by the Word of God, resist those things and keep them from encroaching on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. So they affect your heart and begin to have a root of bitterness spring up on the inside of you. Because when you start getting offended by people, and you will get offended as a Christian, just as a human being living in life. I mean, you can't hardly even get on the the road and drive nowadays without somebody cutting you off or doing something that really annoys you. And if you're not careful, those things can get inside of you, and you can become very antagonistic towards other people, And some people don't even know they did you wrong, besides those that do, or at least you think they know that they they did you wrong, they know it. But you have to be careful to guard your heart. Because if you don't, then allow allow things to fester on the inside of you. That's going to put you in a position that's against what Jesus said we need to do. And I think also too, honey, that you know, in the days that we're living in, the Bible talks about there's going to be many offenses that come, exactly. uh, you know, to mankind, but also to the body of Christ. And I think it's important, you know, that our, our communication is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that we not only have good communication, but, you know, we avoid misunderstandings. Because exactly. a lot of times, you know, when you think about texting or um, you know, it's even emailing, you can't always convey the tone. So it's, it might be easier. Um, in that sense, more thoughtful to pick up the phone and communicate what you want to communicate. And when you have an offense, you know, if it's, if it's public, you go to that person 
even privately, you know, to try to, you know, you want to, we want to make amends in our relationship. And it's really important that we don't allow um, unforgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, resentment to build because that can turn into a root of bitterness. But we really have to guard to protect our relationships and our communication with people. It's really, really important that we do that. And yeah. if that person chooses not to forgive you, well, at least you can choose to forgive them. And That's release right. forgiveness towards them because we have to guard and protect our heart. We need to protect, exactly. protect, uh, protect our love walk um, with the Lord because the Bible says faith worketh by love. And we also, you know, when this relationship is correct and this is, you know, good standing order, then these with tend God. to be good standing order. So our vertical relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. affects our horizontal relationships here on earth with other people. So there's exactly. a lot to this, but Jesus also said to be careful how you hear, what you hear. But like you're saying, honey, we got to really guard and protect our, our heart. Um, you know, allow the love and the forgiveness to flow out of us. Amen. No matter what other, any other person does. That's exactly right. And that's such a great point you bring up, honey, because in Matthew 18, it tells us in verse 15, and we won't take time to read this today, but you can jot this down and read it later. It tells us what to do if your brother trespasses against you, you go to him. You don't go to other people. You keep it a private matter and you take care of it. Now, if your brother doesn't hear you, it goes on to say what you do, you go to that brother again with a couple more witnesses that have already seen or know of the situation you're trying to get rectified with that brother. Mm -hmm. Now, see, this is the biblical way to do things. bring reconciliation. Exactly, because God wants reconciliation. He wants restoration in relationships, especially with your brother and sisters Mm -hmm. in Christ. And of course, your family members, if at all possible too. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that there's a godly way to go about this because God wants the fences mended, so to speak. He wants people to be in good relationship because as it says there in Psalm 133, it talks about how beautiful it is when the brethren dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. So many times you find people go talk to other people about people when they've had an offense, even if it was legitimate, uh, they are handling it in the wrong way because we're supposed to, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. In other words, you, you go to your brother in brotherly love and you want to try to get things worked out behind the scenes and not air people's dirty laundry when they've done things that have been hurtful towards you. Because if a person's walking in relationship with the Lord, they want to get it right. That's right. And many times you've said, I don't know if it originated with you or with your dad, but um, you know, praise is public, but criticism is private. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's not about us being right and getting it right. We don't light another person's candle. We don't light our candle by putting another person's out. That's exactly. Not, that's not the way of the world. I mean, that is the way of the world, but that's not the way of the of the Lord. Exactly. And we want to do it His way so we can receive His benefits and His answers and His, his um, results yes. that we need to have in our life. But there's a godly way about going yes, through all this. So you take witnesses. You read that in Matthew 18, starting in verses 15. And then it goes on down to verse 17. And then mm-hmm. you know, eventually taken to the church. But if people, again, if they're walking with the Lord... They're, they want to get it right with you. Amen. All right? right? And it's not about being right. It's about getting it right. And that's most important because that that's beautiful to the Lord when we get these things worked out. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
Now, sometimes people don't want to do it. But if they don't want to, still, you need to guard your heart because out of it are flow the issues of life and protect yourself, protect your faith because faith works by love. As it says there in the book of Galatians, faith works by love. And if one step is out of love, then we're stepping away from walking with, with God as closely as we should be. Right. And God is love. He doesn't just have love. He is love. And He loves people. So it, God wants good, healthy relationships. But this one here, hindrance to our authority working, has to do with unforgiveness, okay? Mm-hmm. So again, and like one person said, I think about this, is you can't do anything about birds flying over your hair, or over your head, rather, but you can sure do something about them roosting in your hair. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there's something that we can do about it. Even when people people do us wrong, we need to do the right thing yeah. and protect our heart. And does that mean that their sin or their wrongdoing is absolved with you? As far as you're concerned, it is. But you have to let them sort that out with the Lord between Him and them. That's right. And let him work that out. That's how you, that's how uh, your faith continues to operate for you and your authority as well. But let me read these scriptures really quick. Matthew 5, chapter 5, it says here in verse 43, Jesus again is talking. And we were just talking about the way of the world versus the way of God. And he says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Mm-hmm. And these are the words of Jesus once again. These are the way we need to do things for the right results. Do good to them that hate you and for, and pray for them which despitefully, which despitefully use you and persecute, persecute you. you. Mm-hmm. See, that's not the way of the world. That's the way of God. That ye may be the children of your Father because, again, we have the attributes. If we have authority in Christ, we also yes. have forgiveness and love in Christ. Mm-hmm. That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven for he maketh his son to rise on the on the evil that's the s-u-n to rise on the evil and on the good and send a rain on the just and on the unjust so we leave that vindication that vengeance up to the lord he knows what to do because he knows and sees all yeah amen and this all kind of dovetails together and as you're praying and walking with the lord he'll bring things up that need to be brought up and sometimes you know a lot of times with offense it stems out of misunderstanding and so that's why you go to them privately. That's why you try to get it sorted out. Do all you can. And if they're like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with that. Then just let it go. Just let just it go. Pray and pray for them mm-hmm. and love them. Because as the Lord said there in the book of Matthew, we're supposed to pray for our enemies. Mm-hmm. We don't feel like praying for our enemies. And sometimes we feel like a brother or sister in Christ could be our enemy. But we can't look at it that way. And we can't right. behave that way and act that way. Rather, we need to pray for them and forgive them. Pray that their eyes be opened, if that be the case. And pray, first of all, that our eyes be opened, if we have any part of blame in that. Most of the time, it's not uh, blame finding, it's blame sharing that it boils down to. Because when you have misunderstandings, usually it takes two to tango, so to speak. So unforgiveness is so important. Pray for those in the name of Jesus. And when you release that, you're releasing because out of your heart goes the issues of life. You're releasing the love of God, the power of God. And, and, and one of the things that causes sickness and disease is bitterness. The Bible talks about bitterness being all the way down to the bone. 
It affects, and because marrow is created in the bone, that's where life comes from. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood, and the blood is created in our bones. And that's rottenness to the bone. So bitterness and unforgiveness and all of these things, anger and hostility and resentment, uh, it hurts us Mm -hmm. more than it hurts that other person. And I'm reminded of a situation back when I... um... Uh, the early part of our marriage, uh, this one lady that I used to work with, uh, she had gone in and she was diagnosed with cancer. And we went and ministered to her at least a couple different mm-hmm. times to make sure that I she was that. born again. But at the time she was 46, and, and you would never, ever know that looking at her. You thought she was much older. And the doctor says, you have a bones of an 80-year-old. And one thing about her, and I got along well with her. She didn't have a whole lot of friends. Uh, not a lot of people liked her. Um, but, um, I, I had compassion on her and I saw her heart, but she was very bitter. She was very negative. And it really reminded me of what's working on the outside will eventually manifest on the outside. What's working on the inside will eventually manifest on Mm -hmm. the outside with all of us. And that's why, you know, you think about a river, a river is not stagnant. It's always flowing. It's Mm -hmm. fresh, you know, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. But if you think about a pond, and it's stagnant, it starts to develop that scum and that algae on the top, and it's gross and tends to stink after a while because it's not flowing. It it gets stagnant. So we have to be careful that our love, our forgiveness, we just, yes, that we're always flowing in that. We're keeping it moving. We're keeping it moving in our lives so we're not allowing any type of stagnancy. Like, well, I'm I'm not going to forgive them. And what happens is the blessings of God start to stop. Yes. And again, we should be we should be have that holy, awesome, reverent fear of the Lord, where He says, you know, if you don't forgive others, neither my, will my Father in heaven forgive you. It doesn't yeah. talk about what they're doing to you. It talks about what you how you're reacting to what they're doing. That's right, and that's, and, that's the most important thing. And in this whole sequence, is that we forgive because we've been forgiven, and Amen. we're going to look at that in just a moment from. Ephesians, but but when you think about forgiveness and how gracious the Lord was to forgive us, Mm -hmm. it's so wonderful to know the freedom that's in that. And when someone does you wrong, you know what a great thing to do is? Go do something nice for them. Pray for them, but do something nice. Do something nice and special. Go out of your way to do something nice for them. Because that is one of the great ways of turning a foe into a friend. That's right. And letting the because the love of God is the most powerful force Mm -hmm. that we could ever be a part of and have flow through us. So I encourage you to do that. And the Lord will show you, give you creative ideas to how to do that to help. It doesn't feel good to our flesh. We don't want to do those type of things, but that's the right thing. And as she was saying. It, it, it keeps from that being a pond, a stagnant pond, it keeps, keeps things moving and nothing gets stagnant right in our direction. life and builds up and gets decaying and, and bad. Yeah, but right. we're supposed to, as I mo- mentioned a moment ago, we're supposed to forgive. Now we saw in Mark eleven twenty six there, if you don't forgive, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. Well, Do we want to be in a position to where God doesn't forgive us moving forward? We know that we have bitterness, anger, hostility, unforgiveness towards someone. And 
Then with the knowledge of the Word of God, the Word says, well, the Father doesn't forgive you, so that means moving forward then, I can't even effectively ask for forgiveness because unforgiveness is a sin to the day I die mm -hmm. because I've decided to not forgive. Mm -hmm. See, forgiveness is a decision. Yes, it is. Not based on feelings. It's based on what I will to want to do. And your feelings will eventually line up too. Exactly. God will see to that. Exactly. You stay in forgiveness. Amen. Now let's read here. Amen. One other scripture we want to bring up concerning unforgiveness, and this is a hindrance. Because the further we walk with the Lord, the more we ought to be walking in love towards people and love people that are not nice to us, right? Yeah, and sometimes yeah. the people that are not nice to us are really close to us, all right? But as a Christian, this is a mandate from heaven. This is not just a suggestion. This is a commandment of God. But look what it says here in Ephesians 4, and we'll read it down into chapter 5, but Ephesians 4 and verse 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamoring mm -hmm. and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, get this, tender hearted, forgiving one another. Amen. Forgiving. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say holding grudges. Holding hostilities, holding one, holding it, holding over it head. over, the, holding it over somebody's head, mm -hmm. keeping tally. See again, you're in authority when you're under authority. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. As we we've already looked at this, but be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So here we got a pattern, we got a picture of we're supposed to forgive people. When we look back at what God's forgiven us. How can not we be gracious towards other people That's to right. forgive them? That's right. Even if they don't ask, even if they say, I don't need forgiveness or I don't need to ask for forgiveness because I didn't do anything wrong. Well, forget about it. It's what we We've do. We've been forgiven much. So We've been forgiven much. And that's okay. how we're to we offer. And when somebody comes to you and says, forgive me, don't just say, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I kind of forgive. Yeah, but I'm going to always have one-upmanship on you. In other words, I always got leverage over you from this point forward because you shouldn't have done that. That's anti-Christ. That is unbiblical. That is New Testament, not New Testament. That is ungodly. Mm -hmm. That is not true forgiveness. And that's the way that's the world. not biblical forgiveness. That is not the forgiveness of God. That's what right. are we supposed to do? As we just read, mm -hmm. we're supposed to forgive other people even as God or just like God for Christ's sake forgave us. Amen. So when you think back, what did God forgive me of? And that's how, and we think, man, he forgave me of so much. Mm -hmm. Then that's how well, our attitude towards other people. That's right. And how did he forgive us? Because we ask. And he didn't begrudge us when we ask him to forgive us. Amen. Amen. He was joyous about it because he wants to have fellowship. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. And praise God. Yes. This is now look what it goes on to say there. Chapter five, verse one, but be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. So we're supposed to walk in love and we can because we're now born again, because we have a new nature on the inside of us. We have and according ability. to, according to Romans chapter five, it says the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the yes, Holy Ghost. Amen. So it's our nature to love people. 
Not our yes. flesh, yeah. but our inward nature because we've been born again. Right. Perhaps you're out there today and you say, Pastor, I'm listening to you, but I've ha- I have so much anger and hostility and resentment and bitterness towards people, towards life circumstances. And even God, perhaps you're out there and you're mad at God because you feel like you didn't get a fair shake in life. We have to come to the Lord and realize that God wants to forgive us. That's right. Because He loves us. He loves you. And if you're in a backslidden condition today, the Lord will forgive you. Mm -hmm. Even if you've been mad at God, you need to recognize it and ask the Lord to forgive you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're out there today, we want to pray for you. Mm -hmm. If you never asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart, you've never been born again. Perhaps you've been a person who's always tried to do good things and help people, be nice, be kind, be generous. Perhaps you've gone to church all your life, signed your name on the roll, water baptized, all of those things. You still must be born again. Even as Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. So if you're out there today, I want you to, as we get ready to pray, I want you to pray with us. Because God does love you. He's got a plan for your life. Mm -hmm. And the first plan is to get right with Him. To accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Because He's the only one through His precious blood that can forgive you of all of your past and all of your sin. Even as He's done us. And if you can get on your knees, I want you to do it right now. Mm -hmm. But find that place of prayer. And in reverence, I want you to repeat after me. And say words, not just words as you mouth them and repeat after me, but let them agree and come out of your heart. Mm -hmm. And I want you to pray the following. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. And I ask you. And I ask you. To forgive me. To forgive me. To cleanse me. To cleanse me. I ask you. I ask you. To come into my heart, Lord Jesus. To come into my heart, Lord Jesus. To forgive me. To forgive me. To cleanse me. To cleanse me. To create me anew. To create me anew. You said in your word. You said in your word. That if I would confess. That if I would confess. The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. And believe in my heart. And believe in my heart. That God. That God. The Father. The Father. Has raised him from the dead. Has raised him from the dead. I would be saved. I would be saved. So right now. So right now. I take the Lord Jesus Christ. I take the Lord Jesus Christ. In all humility. In all humility. As my Savior. As my Savior. My personal Savior. My personal Savior. I put my trust in him. I put my trust in him. For my salvation. For my salvation. And I want to thank you right now, Lord. And I want to thank you right now, Lord. That you have forgiven me. That you've forgiven me. Cleansed me. Cleansed me. And came into my heart. And you've come into my heart. Recreated it anew. Recreated it anew. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now see, when you reach out and ask him to forgive you, he forgives totally and completely. Yes, he does. Instantaneously. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to either contact us through our website, which is on the screen, www.alfc.net or through our email that you'll also find on our website, alfc at alfc.net. Or you can even uh, uh, call us at 503-692-9673. But we want to send you some materials because receiving Jesus is only the first step. There's so much more in your new walk with God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Amen. We want to hear from you right now. But let's, at this time, go ahead and receive communion together. Praise God. We receive, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 
And what a joy it is to partake of the Lord's table. The bread and the cup. The bread represents the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ for our physical healing. The stripes that were placed on his back 2,000 years ago. And right now, we can receive healing for our physical body. If you need healing, you can reach out by the hand of faith and say, Lord, I believe in your healing power and delivering power, your freeing power. And right now, as I receive this piece of bread, which is only representative of what you did 2,000 years ago, I can receive healing. So pray this and say these words right now in the name of Jesus out of your heart. Say, Father God, Father God, I receive, I receive of your healing power, of your healing power right now, right now into my life, into my life. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for quickening me, for quickening me, strengthening my physical body, strengthen my physical body and making me whole and making me whole according to your covenant, according to your covenant of the New Testament. Of the New Testament. And in the name of Jesus. And in the name of I Jesus. I believe that I receive I my healing. I believe I receive my healing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And one thing I, I just want to say to you. Glory to God. I just I sense a healing anointing. Go ahead and lay hands on your stomach if you're having problems with your stomach. Um, or even your esophagus. And the fire of God will come on you right now in the name of Jesus. Lay your hands. And right. we thank you, Lord, for your healing virtue. Yes. It's being imparted to these people's right bodies now, right in now in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Making them every whit whole. From their esophagus, Father, whatever's causing stomach. problems uh, in their body, but Father, specifically too, the esophagus and the stomach. We thank in you, the Lord, name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus. Thank you for, for your clearing it out, Father, miracle for right good now. plumbing, for uh, for wholeness and wellness in their stomach, in the name of Jesus. Any irritants, inflammation, uh, ulcers, whatever it is, cancer, growths, we curse them from the roots in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your healing power working right now. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you need healing for anything else, Thank you, Lord Jesus. She just, that's called a word of knowledge about those Thank esophagus and the stomach. But go ahead and reach out and say, I receive right now, even as we prayed just a moment Thank ago. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name, in the of, name Jesus. of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Hallelujah. for your healing power. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Now, as we receive the cup, we thank you, Lord, right now. This represents the spilled blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we want to thank you and praise you right now for the reality of your precious blood thank washing you, away all of our guilty stain. We want to thank you for the new nature that you gave to us. Thank you, Lord. He brought us into your family, forgave us of all of our past, instantly and totally, completely. And Lord, we want to thank you for 1 John 1, 9, that when we confess our sin, if we have sin, if we've missed the mark, after becoming a Christian, at any time, we go to you and ask you to forgive us. And Lord, you, you do the Lord. same thing yes, you that you did at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You forgive instantly and completely. And Lord, we celebrate that and thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. What oh, yeah. a blessing to know that. Please let us know about your testimonies. We want to thank you again for being with us today. We love to hear the good reports, the praise reports. Uh, we appreciate you, church family, sending in your tithes and offerings and uh, your faithful support and praying yeah, for us. Thank we thank you that there's nothing to fear in these last days because great things are happening for the kingdom of God. Jesus is coming yeah. soon. Yes. And we encourage every one of you to go out and share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has provided in the New Testament and tell people that Jesus is alive 
and he's coming soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Until next time, we love you and God loves you. Amen. Amen.